Hey guys, and welcome back to Holy Devoted. We are so excited to be back in the studio room, finally, after a lot of construction. Uh, today we're talking about contentment, so listen to hear more. It feels so good to be back. It honestly feels like forever since we recorded. It, it has does. been forever. Which, uh, uh, alarmingly, amazingly, it still continued to grow. Like, we've gotten followers yeah. this whole time. Oh, that has been such a blessing. I'm, like, a tiny bit terrified we're going to post this and then no one's going to listen because we haven't posted in forever. But I know that's not how it works. But It's okay. Hopefully you're listening. If you are, you are. So if I you're feel here, like they're going to want more <laughs> Thank content. Thank you. They'll be like, finally, these oh lazy ladies. <laughs> yeah, for real. Well, so you guys know, we all now work at Teen Missions. Great. So, no, a secondary praise. Thank you so much. That was a trial in my life trying to work around y'all's schedules. A trial in your life. That's a that's a story for later. No, I'm just oh, trying to work around our schedules? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, fair I enough. Trying, I'm not saying your time was a trial. I was saying it was a trial trying to figure out when people were not working. Gotcha. And it always ended up when I was not working. So then I, we were doing it in free time. It was just a complicated mess. I'm pretty yeah. sure I was recording podcast episodes in my Publix uniform. I P- think quite I possibly. That. No. You might have changed. I probably changed. Okay. So I want to start starting our episodes with something fun because it, I think it's fun. It's fun. I like it. And I enjoy it. Sometimes we're so serious all the time. Like, actually, one of my team members listens to the podcast and they're like, you're like so joking in person. Like, on the podcast, you guys are so serious. And I was like, are wow. We? I guess so, according to them. Well, the issue is that we joke so much during the recording that we have to cut it out because it's too long. Or like, you guys are cackling, wheezing. Like, okay, that's fair. well, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> guilty. <laughs> On to the fun, the fun question yes. of the f- first episode back. How often do you wash your hair? Because this is different depending mm. on girls, and we have different hair textures here. So Miranda true. and I are more similar, but still different. Actually, yeah. we're in like order. If you're watching, it's like totally straight, wavy, curly. Yeah, wow. I have curly hair. I have like wavyish, curly hair, depending if I put gel in it or not. Mine is slick, pin straight. Yeah. Will not hold a curl at all. For curly hair, it's different. I feel like so we have to. I call it a reset. You <laughs> always wet your hair mm. before you start the day because you have to reset it or else it just gets frizzy. Mm. So you don't put product in it every single day. I don't at least. But like a so refresh. I actually witnessed that yesterday or no, two days ago in the bathrooms, in the dorms, one of the other Sojourner students who has curly hair was wetting her hair and I was like, are you not just going to shower? And she was like, no, no, I just need to reset it. Yeah, like a refresh. Yeah. I was, was it so Emma? lost. No, it was Abigail. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that what I do it is really exactly. mind expanding for me. Yeah, <laughs> really so my day up two to hair. a whole new world. Normally yeah. my day two hair, I'll do a refresh. So that means like I just get like a little bit of water on my hands. I don't know how to explain it. I just get like a little damp. And then I actually, I don't do what Miranda was saying. I do use some product. 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 <laughs> product. Wow. What is a product? The micro Apple. <laughs> micro <Very> Have <laughs> you seen that video? <laughs> All these words we say weird. And no, I have seen that video of her saying micro wave. It's I so even good. call it sometimes a micro wave just to mess with you. A micro wave? Anyways, a microwave? I put a little bit wow. of gel in it. <laughs> and then normally I would diffuse it then. So yeah. it just depends on how lazy I am. So this hair, I haven't mm. washed this hair since Sunday. Wow. My Which looks pretty good. That. No, it, it does. does look good. It, it looks really good. Nice shampoo, my friends. Hmm. I would okay so my answer would be I probably wash my hair at least three times a week boy am I gross that I don't wash my hair more often is that like a sanitary three or four sanitary? times a week is that like a sanitary thing I don't know well also watch the people after come from the comments. 
<laughs> after after I run, I'll wash my hair. Like if I do exercise that gets me sweaty. That is difficult. Like when you have not fresh okay. clean hair and then you sweat from exercising, like it's not good to shampoo your hair too much. Also, I know that there's a lot of people who listen to this that do not know the Peterson family that well. If you know us literally at all, sweat. we sweat, sweat profusely. Drenched. It's bad. We're Norwegian. Like, actually okay? bad. It's just something that happens. And so I could work out, or I could literally walk from the dorms to the kitchen and <laughs> have sweaty, sweaty hair. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not going to shower twice a day because my hair on the side is sweaty. Like, my baby hairs are sweaty or something, mm. you know? Yeah. I also live in Florida. I, f- I would probably say I wash my hair three times a week. Although, since I've been running more, Woo-hoo. it's been a struggle because my hair is... Greasy. I'm, I'm mm. having... Do you want to talk about seasons of life later on? I'm going through a change in my hair wash routine season, and I'm confused, and I don't know what to do (laughs) because it's ruining my whole routine. Yeah. If I wear my hair curly, then I have to wash it almost more often because, like, right now my hair isn't super curly looking just because it's so many days old, but it looks okay because I tied the gross part up. This is the part that, like, stays wavy and weird, the top portion does. People not watching on video are going to be confused, but you'll look through it. You have to wash out the product, though. Yes. Yes, you do. Okay. Good that time. was our fun topic. Moving on. How to be content in different seasons of life. Ooh, we actually wrote the notes. I know. Really, well, really, we're casting it out because it's the first time we went serious. <laughs> Anyways, oh. we actually wrote these notes before the summer, and we never got to recording the episode. And so yes. I feel like some of our answers are going to be really different than they would have been before the summer because both 100%. of you have gone through huge like life season changes. Yeah. But we want to start with a season check. So how are you feeling in the current season? Mm. I'll go first. There's some weird eye contact there. And I was like, my turn. (laughs) It's me. I would definitely agree that my point of view on like the season of life that I'm in would have been a lot different before the summer just because it was my senior year. I only had two classes and honestly, it didn't even take it took like one semester really to finish those. So I wasn't really in school. I was working at a grocery store. Uh, which took up most of my time and that's basically all I did other than like the podcast and like going to church on mm-hmm. Sunday like it really consumed most of my life and so before the summer I would say I was not content in where I was simply because I wanted to be here so bad and so finally like getting to come to school here and being at Teen Missions being able for those of you who don't know if maybe you're new Uh, Miranda and I both just joined Teen Missions Sojourner School of Ministry. Um, If you want more information about that, you can look them up online. Is it sojourner.org? Sojourner. They look up Sojourner School of Ministry, you'll find it. Yeah, it'll show up. But basically, our whole goal is just being able to study the Word of God, kind of figure out what we believe for ourselves. And in tandem with that, we're able to work alongside the missionaries who have been in full-time ministry Um, in the afternoons working in their departments and being able to serve in that way and so I just feel very grateful for the season that I'm in that I finally get to be here to do not that working at Publix wasn't meaningful because I had the Lord opened a lot of doors um, to be able to witness Mm -hmm. to my coworkers and build relationships there and I hadn't had those opportunities before I had that job so I was very grateful but at the same time it's been really nice to be in this season, in this season, in this stage of like such dramatic growth, especially in my personal walk with the Lord to be able to like 
see, I say slow down, but life has still been so busy since yeah. being here. Sojourner yeah. is super busy. <laughs> it hasn't necessarily slowed down, but so. the busyness is consumed with things of the Lord. You're yeah. either studying the Bible or you're doing your personal, you know, devotions yeah. at prayer time, or you're working for the ministry and you're talking it's a with different pace just because the focus is yes. different. Then the culture is different than working in the secular world too. Yeah. So I've, to, in, to summarize, I've been feeling extremely content in the season <laughs> I'm in. So I both feel overly content in my season of life while also sometimes feeling discontent, which is really confusing. I told Joel the other day, like, I don't deserve to be this happy is how I feel. Like, mm. Mm. work's going good. I've had the most help at work I've ever had. Um, married to my best friend. We're having the time of our lives. Like, I'm not someone who likes to be alone. And I used to spend so much time alone when I was single. And that was, like, what made it hard. Like, I was lonely. Yeah. And now, like, Joel's always there, like, yeah, let's go do something. And that's, like, super content in that. But at the same time, I am definitely guilty of, I guess, looking at other people and being, like, Wow mostly like people who travel a lot yeah like man i would love to go on a random road trip out west like through all the national parks go backpacking hiking the works and like my work schedule doesn't allow me to do that or also i'll look at you know like people who have very nice homes i guess and like my home is fine like i like my house we're, we've made it home but like you know what i'm saying like yeah. there are nice houses out there and i'll be like yeah. wow like that is a really nice home and so I feel like sometimes it's easy for me to be discontent in my like stage of life of in like so many things are possible, but they're not possible for me right now. Mm. And all over the internet, they're always like, quit your desk job, follow your dreams. It worked out for me, which is just not a spiritual perspective. And it's also not yeah. realistic. Okay. <laughs> they say yeah, it's realistic, true. but it's really not that realistic. And so it's a lot I'm both content while also sometimes kind of peering around like, oh, wow, like that person is going to go like they went on this huge backpacking trip through Europe. That's really cool. And then my brain's yeah. kind of like, wow, you don't get to do that, which is really weird. Cause like we do get to travel. You get what I'm saying though? Yes. Yeah. It's a different kind of travel. It's a very <laughs> oh, different kind sure. of travel. For so sure. I'm like the most content. Well also I guess that's sin nature, like absolute contentment. I have yeah. everything I need. And then it's also like, but are you content? A you know what I'm saying? Yeah. A big thing with contentment and why I fail in contentment is looking at other people and being jealous of the seasons that they're in. And mm -hmm. so that's where I find myself struggling with being content in the Lord because yeah. he is our contentment. You know, he is our satisfaction. It's like our last episode was all about comparison, which really like this like bounces right off of that. Yeah. yeah. Onto this. Like really does. Didn't think about that. I didn't even remember our last episode. It was so long ago. So <laughs> I'm a terrible host, but <laughs> okay wouldn't you be hostess then i just think of little debbie snacks <laughs> so true hey i'll be a little debbie little debbie anyways miranda how do you feel in your season of life i would say that i'm pretty content obviously there's some areas that you know i could be more content in but uh like faith was saying i joined this school as well if you asked me in the beginning of the summer i didn't know what i wanted to do so I was discontent in the fact that I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Mm. Uh, but now I have a set in stone plan for three years and that's really exciting. It's mm -hmm. almost restful. Like yeah, you were changing is. every day yeah. what your plan was and that doesn't make I you have, feel at peace. Yeah. And that's, we, we had to take two, but I was saying it's peaceful, but the school isn't necessarily peaceful because studying and work and everything, but I just have a strong peace about it sure that I didn't have with all the other decisions that I was planning on doing in my life 
And so I just am really content that the Lord showed me that uh, through this season that I'm going through. So I'm content in that season, but there's also other things that, you know, you can look at other people's lives and like Emma was saying, want what they have. Uh, Mm. But I would say I'm pretty content. Yeah, I think there's an element of wanting what people have. I mean, I know I was saying like I feel very content and that's true. Like I probably have never been this content in my entire life because, you know, when you're in elementary school, you always want to be in middle school and then you get to middle school and you're like, oh, man, the high schoolers are so cool. Then you get to high school and you're like, this is really not as cool as I thought it was going to be. But college, like that's the life. And I'm not saying that college is the life, but I'm just saying like (laughs) I know our college is hard too. it's hard. But I know that this is where God wants me. And so to know kind of like you were saying, to know what I'm doing and feel that peace from the Lord, like Miranda said, that I am confident that what I'm doing Mm -hmm. is a part of God's will for my life. Yeah. That is restful and that's Mm -hmm. peaceful. And that's not to say that I don't still want to be in a different season or not that I, well, that is to say, I don't want to be in a different season. I'm very happy in the season, but that's not to say that I still don't sometimes envy other people's seasons exactly, and say yeah. that looks like a fun time, but it's yeah, not necessarily I like yeah. I don't really want to be there right now. Like I'm happy where I am, but that's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with relationships. It's like, would I like one? Yes. But do I need one? No. <laughs> yeah. It's like knowing, I, I don't know. People get really judgmental, but I think you can like desire to be in the next season or a different yeah. season while also being content in the season you're in. Yeah. We were talking about that the other day. We were. I yeah. That. You were you were saying, I don't think it's necessarily wrong for people to want to get married when they're single and be content. Yeah. Like, I, I think sometimes people act like any desire, like, it's oh, people get very content. judgmental of people who are single. Like, oh, well, if you desire to be in a relationship, like so much of what communicates to girls yeah. is, well, you know, make sure you're loving God more than you're desiring a relationship as if that the assumption is that every single girl ever in the entire world is always discontent with not being in a relationship. And like, I think you both be content and desire good things. So true. And that's what I would say with like school too. I don't like when I was in school, I totally remember like desiring the next step just because then I'd be done with homework because homework was stressful. Well, I don't think that's wrong. Like, I think that's natural. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I appreciate my homework. I appreciate my classes yeah. because I'm learning more about God's word. And that's why I wanted to come here in the first yeah. place. But in the moment when you're doing it, it's like, it's stressful. Oh. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. That's a good segue to the next question. What stops us from being content in different seasons? I think one of the biggest things is when I'm not spending time with the Lord, it's a lot easier for me to get distracted with other things because yeah. I just look around. I think that's, it sounds so weird, but like, when I don't have my heart and mind focused on Christ, it's not like I don't, it's not, I just start looking around at other things, like yeah. shiny things. It's like, we're all dogs that just all of a sudden are looking at squirrels. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. We get so easily distracted from what's really important because the, this present world or like this, the time that you're in the season that you're in, if you will, seems like this is all there is right now because you're living it day in day out physical see it with your eyes touch it with your hands and so it can be hard to focus on to to take a step back and say this isn't actually what i'm living for yeah it in the grand scheme of things this is not going to last forever it's like in church we were talking about there was a swimmer who was trying to swim i think the english channel 
and it was so foggy she could not see ahead of her like hardly at all and it was like this huge challenge and they're like oh she's gonna make it she stopped a mile before she made it and in the interview afterwards she said if the fog hadn't been there and i had been able to see the shore i would have kept going and Mm. i would have made it but because of the fog i couldn't i couldn't see it and i just i lost hope and i think like it's that was one of the best sermons i've literally ever heard in my entire life it was about keeping our eyes set on the prize of heaven and it was so good look up calvary chapel merritt island heaven maybe it'll come up because it's a sermon worth listening to i'll just link it in the show notes that's what people always say on podcasts i was like we'll just we'll link it in the show notes so i'm gonna sound cool look at the show notes anyways so often when i start to gaze around at the fog i just get distracted and then i just get discontent like whoa look at this person's doing look at that cool item or this cool thing and everything else or different like i said i'm really content in the season of life like i love being newlyweds like it's super fun so (laughs) i suppose not really talking about like seasons of life but at the same time i guess i think you were talking to work and stuff yeah and you were also talking about getting distracted but it can also be discouraging yeah kind of i think miranda you touched on this a little bit about seeing when other people are in a good season of their life oh yeah then it's hard when you've got fog all around you and they look like they're floating up in the sky where it's crystal clear and you're yeah. like how yeah. like how which is hard yeah yeah it's it's hard to be or yearn to be in a season that someone else is in you know and even with for example like traveling we can look at people around us that are missionaries and want the season that they're in you know like we mm-hmm. could want to be overseas on the field, but God has a place for each and every one of us mm-hmm. right now in the season that we're in. That may be overseas in Zambia. That may be right here in Merritt Island, Florida, you know? So I think there's so many different seasons that we compare our lives to that obviously if we look at someone else and we get jealous of them, that stops our contentment mm-hmm. in the Lord. Yeah. You know, because we lose gaze of him and we fix our eyes on ourselves. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> think of think of all of even the last episode. What's what's the common cause of comparison? We start looking at ourselves, you know, and that's when we start comparing ourselves to other people. And so mm-hmm. I think <laughs> really all of our problems start with ourselves. Yeah, the pride of life. And so what stops us from being content in different seasons ourselves yeah and so okay that's true yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) man okay fair enough (laughs) you kind of like mumbled it but i had said this verse when we were looking at the notes before we started recording because i've been reading it in my devotions and i should honestly just find it the first thing that i thought of when i saw that question was the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. It's so true. So lusting after things, I mean, you touched on like relationships, the lust of the flesh, not that relationships are a bad thing, but it could even be like what stage of a relationship you're in. Yeah. I'm doing long distance. It's not a good time. I'm not enjoying being a part. Wait, did this just become podcast official? I thought we talked about it before. No, No, it has not. We have not. I have been so episode. The Sorry, singleness I'm episode, she told me that she was dating someone and it's been a long never said it on the podcast. Oh. Podca- round of applause. 
Faith wow. in a relationship. <laughs> Do you know how long I've held that in on this podcast? Oh, so long. Yeah, I've been I've been literally thinking about it the no, whole it entire time has, from yeah. the very start of this very podcast episode. Anyways, okay. yeah, she's podcast official. Let's go. Wow. Anyways, <laughs> even as content as I am in the stage of life I'm in, you can look ahead at stages that other people are at and be like, wow, like that looks great too, yeah. or that yeah. looks fun too. So your lust of the flesh can be just you know, with your relationships. And maybe that's not even a romantic relationship. It can be yeah, with yeah. other things too. Yeah. Like if you're trying to build, you know, a new friendship and you say, well, I'm not as close with this friend as that person so is true. with their best friend that they've had for seven years. It's like, mm. well, obviously you're not, you know, Yeah. you can covet those things. You know, the lust of the eyes, like Emma was saying, looking at the shiny things around us. Mm. I, my truck is low key kind of falling apart. Sometimes I wish, man, it'd be great to have a nicer truck or something. Like, yeah. there's so many things that are broken. When people get in my truck, I have to give them a rundown. Like, oh, yeah, that doesn't work. This doesn't work. Watch your head. Don't, you know, like, <laughs> don't mind that noise. And, you know, literally, that's what I do. The video, have you seen the video of, like, the person's, like, when you get in the, the friend's car who's chaotic? Because that's oh, yeah. me. Yeah, it's like, that door handle doesn't work. And they're like, let me just move that. <laughs> that's face. Just face go part. ahead and duct tape yourself in. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel. And then pride of life, like Miranda was saying. You know, we're only evaluating our own lives we're looking to ourselves our yeah. own like worth like our own yeah that, like what is good to us yeah, yeah. yeah. and you're not looking at others no. above yourself you're not and obviously the main one would be that you're not looking to christ yeah yeah wow okay that's good answers just end the podcast there <laughs> no i'm joking <laughs> that's we all bible. we have for today well, we, have, <laughs> we have bible verses for you we actually have three well it's three sets of bible verses yeah so who wants to read the first one Faith does. Okay, I Faith. Do, I was, she does. was just about to say I can. Aww. It's like when your mommy tells you to like take out the trash and you're planning on doing it anyways. Yes. And now it's like, well, I'm not going to read them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I won't. <laughs> uh, Philippians 4, 11 through 13 says, Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Oh, what something I don't know version why. is that? I think it's ESV. I don't know why that no wonder just like I like that gave version. me such a peace. You know, like, I love that it says, I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. Because we can be content in both seasons. Like yeah. there was a season where Faith and I were hiking so much. Do you remember that? Yes. And I honestly felt like my life was too good. Kind of similar to how I feel now. It actually sometimes gives me the sense of impending doom, which is probably just my anxiety. But like you're eventually like, this great season's going to be done. Like you're not in a great season your whole life, which means there's probably a yeah. tough time coming. Yeah. Anyways, true. but we talked to your dad about it. Like, is it a sin to like really love your life? And he said like, no, like Paul said, he knows how to be low, but he also knows how to abound. And I was like, okay, nice. Mm. So I can be pleasantly happy. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. It, I feel like a lot of non-believers especially, or maybe new believers think that when God talks about, you know, suffering for him to take up your cross and all these things that you're not never going to have joyful experiences mm, in life. And not that's not true, true either. Yeah. He loves you and he wants you to be happy and he wants you to have that fun fellowship. He wants you mm. to explore creation, to mm -hmm. enjoy his art you know yeah. so yeah. it's you don't have to be you don't have to make yourself discontent when you're yeah. in a content season <laughs> a and season I, of content i think the biggest thing <laughs> that separates us from the world is being content in our low seasons 
Mm. you know and it's a great example for others to see around you oh you're going through the season well why are you so happy you know why are you so content in the low because i've learned to be content because of the highs that god's brought me through and like it says like i've learned to be content and then he also says i've learned the secret and i think sometimes with good works and things like that it's really easy to say like oh it's a natural thing that the lord grows in you through his holy spirit which is true but i also think there's times where we need to try and i think contentment Mm -hmm. and being content in the season you're in is something we learn like paul says he learned it and then he said you know i learned the secret well what's the secret of it and then it says i can do all things through christ Mm -hmm. who strengthens Mm me contentment is something we learn and we do it only by Christ's strength. Yes. And I always try and do everything in my own strength. It's so exhausting. It's just eventually we're all going to die. And then the struggle's done. We can just be with Jesus and not have to try anymore, which sounds terrible. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying though? Yeah. You're not wrong. Okay. <laughs> well, we were just talking about this in class this morning. It's like, what are the things that we fail the most at? It's the things that we're good at because we do them in our own strength. Oh yeah. Which even Relatable. I felt so convicted after that because uh, the teacher, who, a.k.a. my father, for that class. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say our teacher, and then I realized like they're going to laugh at me because it's literally my dad. But he asked that question, are you more likely to fail in your strengths or in your weaknesses? And my first response, like my first instinct, I guess, was, well, I'm going to, I'm probably going to fail more in my strengths because I'll do them more often. Like I'm more likely. Oh, yeah. yeah that also logically makes sense. It, uh, it did in my head. And then my dad was like, well, I mean, yeah, but then his point was that you try to do things in your own strength. And even my answer was focused on myself. Yeah. Like, of course I would do it more often because I'm good at it. You know? Yeah. It's like, I'm not the one who's good at it. It's the Lord. Yeah. No, that's actually fair. <laughs> the next verse we had was Proverbs 17, 24. It says, wisdom is in the sight of him who has understanding, but the eyes of a fool are on the ends of the earth. And we talked about like gazing where we look and what we look on. And yeah. I think Proverbs has so much to say about the ways of the fool and the ways of the wise. And in this verse, I think it's really obvious that it says, like, don't gaze around at the options at the ends of the earth. Instead, focus on gaining wisdom. Mm-hmm. And how much better off would we be if we looked for that spiritual wisdom, that spiritual knowledge, than every shiny thing that we look that gives us such a horizontal perspective rather yes. than a yeah. vertical perspective. And I'm guilty of that. We talked about that at the beginning. I always feel like in these podcast episodes, I'm always like... I don't want to sound like preachy because this is things that I'm personally learning and going through. Yeah. Yeah. I realized when I was talking about the wonderful season of life I was in, I was like, I should be more real and share like, but it's like, I'm hundred percent content. Everything's good over here. Cause I'm a saint. No, I'm just (laughs) teasing. That's not what you sounded like. That's why I was like, well, I need to share some things that I'm struggling with so that, you know, but like, I I don't mean this negatively or discouraging, but like there's a honeymoon phase to everything. School's new. You just got here. I've also been homeschooled my entire life. So being in a class, like buying school supplies, moving into a dorm room, being in a class, taking notes, having roommates, having this, it's yeah. so much fun. Yeah. yeah. But you get what I'm saying? Like a, there's a honeymoon phase oh, to yeah, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I hope that isn't discouraging. I'm just saying like that helps understand no. the phase that you're in. Yes. Next verse, Miranda. This next verse I feel like is definitely sometimes taken out of context, but. Hold on. The pages were flipping. There you go. Can you see both? Oh, no. Oh, there I you had go. mine. In. Oh, I'm sorry. I totally messed her up. Okay. <laughs> I just gave her another sheet because I didn't think she had both sides of the vert. Just read Anyways. it. Never mind. They don't care. Um, Psalm 37, 3 through 5. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. 
there's so much talking there about like your desires yeah but one of my favorite parts was in the first verse verse three where it said dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness how often do i look to be somewhere else like it's basically saying like stay where you are and stick close with let let faithfulness be your companion and it's yeah. like man even now as i'm saying that like i want faithfulness to be my companion yeah. i want to be faithful in the small things while i'm dwelling here or wherever i'm dwelling like wherever you are be all there isn't that like That's your instagram gym, bio yeah, it yeah. is J- jim elliott he quoted wherever you are be all there and it's it's a big thing that i have to look at all the time because so often we can look at other people mm-hmm. and say, Oh, I want to, I want to do this. Ooh, I want to do that. Ooh, I want to be in a relationship. Ooh, I want to be married. Ooh, I want to go travel the world. Ooh, I want to, you know, do this, that w- fill in the blank. But we need to look at where we are and where God has us and say, God, wherever you have me, help me to be all there. Mm-hmm. Help me be faithful there. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree with that. And then also like that verse also just goes straight into talking about, your desires yeah like it really is like i don't feel like i took those verses out of context because instantly it's like delight yourself in the lord he'll give you the desires of your heart like god knows you have desires that are in your heart i think some of them are even god given it's not wrong to have desires of your heart like no to have desires in your heart like that's not wrong that's god given made you were hardwired that way 100 (laughs) and i i think the main thing to focus on is the first half of that verse which is delight Delight yourself in the Lord. lord if you are delighting yourself in the Lord, then the desires of your heart are going to be whatever he has for you. Hmm. Like the people always say like, he'll make his desires your desires. It's not that mechanical that all of a sudden, once I start building my relationship with God, all of a sudden my desires switch and change like a light switch. And I'm like, Oh man, this is what, yeah. And for everyone that could be different. But But for me, for example, my ministry call, my, desire for that at the beginning of the year when I was you know whatever 16 17 versus the end of the year was totally different yeah. and so when you look at it that in that perspective it in a sense was a light switch yeah. I heard God's calling and then I desired to be in his mm. will yeah but also that was a long process of a light switch moment for me where that was a year of me trying to figure out if what I wanted was what God wanted. And yeah, yeah. when I figured that out, then absolutely I would say he gave me a desire to do what was in his will. Yeah. yeah. And so then I was able to receive the desires of my heart because I was focusing and delighting in the yeah. Lord. Yeah. I just looked this up, but delight is not just a statement. It's not like, Oh, delight yourself in the Lord. Just be happy. It's pleasure. Like have pleasure in the Lord. It's, it's a verb, you know, like it's an action. And so if we're constantly delighting ourselves in the Lord, it's not just that, okay, I'm happy with the Lord right now. It's a, no, I have a constant relationship with the Lord and I'm finding my contentment in him first. And once you have your contentment in the Lord in whatever season you're in, it doesn't matter what he brings next. Like it, like Paul was saying, I found contentment in my highs and my lows. So your contentment shouldn't change just like God doesn't change. You know, mm-hmm. and when you're finding yourself solid in the Lord, it your contentment shouldn't change. Yeah, and I think too, when your seasons change and it does start to get hard, I think 
sometimes it's like almost like I think of a sound system. Like when people are singing, like sometimes you got to tune, like, you know, mm-hmm. quiet down the guitar, you know, make this person louder, all this different stuff. Like those adjustments happen when you go, like he said, I learned how to be content when I abounded and then I didn't abound. And then I learned to be content then. So I think sometimes when we're like feeling really content, we're like, wow, I've learned contentment. Something happens that's hard and you're like, wow, I don't feel content. Well, then it's just a different layer, a different level of contentment that you're learning. Mm-hmm. Either yeah. way, you're learning. So, like, if you have a hard time, I'm not saying you can't have a hard time and still be learning contentment. No. Yeah. Because I think sometimes to really learn contentment, your contentment has to be shook a little bit. Like yeah. Yeah. Shaken, maybe, would be correct oh, 100%. Verb. I was thinking shooketh, but that's way too, like, yes. hip for me <laughs> to be saying. I think that we can learn through those situations. 100%. And I don't think God punishes us for our learning time. Absolutely not. Sometimes Christians get a little judgmental about that, I feel like. Oh, 100%. <laughs> but he's, the Bible gives the example of the potter and the clay. And if you were to look at the the process of making it, like some of that stuff, when they're forming it, uh, what what is that word? Molding? Molding, yeah, sure. When they're shaping it <laughs> into what it's supposed to be. <laughs> when the potters are doing their thing it looks weird like it looks strange and it's a messy process there's clay Mm -hmm. flinging everywhere there's water going everywhere it doesn't look how it's supposed to because it's not finished yet and that's how you are you're becoming more like him we're not there yet we haven't arrived and that's why you just need to be where you are and be faithful there i love the saying that emma just shared but how do you how would you say that we apply that to our lives in a practical sense? I think there's a couple of different things. I feel like there's some don'ts and there's some do's. Mm. I think we've talked about like don't have your eyes set on people in different seasons. So yeah. if you're really focused on marriage, something I see people do that I'm not sure how I feel about, like they'll listen to a lot of marriage podcasts and they hang out with married people all the time and all that stuff. And that's gonna like I don't know. Sometimes I feel like that grows a desire to be in a different season simply because you're like surrounding yourself with that season that you're not in yet. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. I'm not saying don't have married friends cause I'm married and I want to be friends with you guys. That's not what I'm saying, <laughs> but you get what I'm saying too at the same no, time. No, I know what yes. you mean. Like yeah. drowning yourself in marriage advice when you're not married yet. I don't All know. of my really, really tight close friends were in relationships. And I was like, not that I was not thankful for those friends because I am very blessed in, with all of my friends. But I had to find friends that were in the same season as I was because you can't you can't relate on a personal level to them, you know, because they were in that season. But now they're not. And it's harder to relate with them. So that was and I just don't relate anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, we've grown out of seasons. (laughs) No, have have friends across different seasons. But if you're like really struggling in your season, maybe just have some wisdom with how you do it. Even so, when you were. In your season of singleness, I'm not, you could say praise the Lord, but I think you did really good and you were a good example. I was fairly content. She, I did get I did get lonely. Like there were times I wanted to be in a relationship, but I also tried to fill my life with things that I enjoyed doing. You were hashtag goals. Like she oh. went on hikes all the time. That's so true. Hung That's out so with sweet. people to disciple. Like you I just yeah. hated being alone. <laughs> <laughs> And but so, and you invited people places, mostly to hang out with Joel. With I invited all these group settings so that I could <laughs> hang out with Joel. <laughs> I love Anyways, that. beside the point, like, kind of like the reel we posted, don't disregard older women's oh, advice yeah. because they're older. Don't disregard your married people's advice when you're single. Yeah. Because they've been there too. Yeah. Full circle moment right yeah. there. Sorry. 
another thing that we had on our list of practical applications was not having your eyes set on people who are living in worldly wisdom. There are a lot of people who, in the eyes of the world, a lot of influencers per se, people who have been very wise with their money, they're very stable, or they seem really happy in their marriage with their family, kind of, you know, white picket fence situation, living the American dream. We look up to them. What is the verse that talks about, like, they have their fill or they have their reward? Oh, I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of the verse. But, like, yeah, it's basically talking about this. Like, people who have their eyes set on living in worldly wisdom, they have their fill in the earth, and then the end comes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. I'm not talking about Christians who do well. That's not what we're talking about here at all. I'm talking about people like, I will, people will give me advice that are living according to worldly wisdom. Like, maybe they're not Christians or they aren't living for the Lord. And it's like, okay, why am I setting my eyes on the goals of somebody who doesn't serve Jesus. And I don't mean like full-time ministry serve Jesus. I just mean like follow him. Like, I, like I said, I'm not talking about successful Christians, like in the business world. No, no. You can be a faithful Christian. Yeah. No, it's just like people who have worldly wisdom being like, quit your desk job. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's also like, well, no, like my desk job has purpose. Like, why follow the worldly wisdom to just do whatever makes me happy? Because that's the worldly True. wisdom. And that's a different, you have a different worldview. Yes. Even though day to day it may feel like you're sitting at a normal desk job. Yes. In reality, that it's desk different. job is serving a global ministry that is yeah. bringing glory and honor to God yeah. and ultimately welcoming more people into his kingdom. And, and maybe in your setting, like you're at your desk job, you know, you're being a witness to people who don't know Christ. That's yeah. not nothing. That's something huge. It's a so, big deal. Just don't set your eyes on people who aren't following Christ as the example of like, that's going to make you discontent because yeah. they're, they're striving for just worldly gain. Mm-hmm. Follow people who are striving after eternal purposes, I guess is what I'm trying yes. to say, regardless of whether, what they're doing with their lives. Yeah. No, 100%. I think another thing to tag along with that is growing in thankfulness. Mm-hmm. I remember on one of the missions trips that I went on with Teen Missions International, I found myself in a season of uncontentment. That's the right. Discontentment. Oh my gosh. Good though. <laughs> uncontentment. Discontentment. I don't know, guys. We my had a morning full fried. of classes. So. Um, and I remember just writing a list of things I was thankful for. Hmm. So maybe yeah. if you're in a season that you strive to be in a, re- or, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, no, a season of striving to be in a relationship or something yeah, else. You, yeah, some you want to be in a relationship. You want to travel more. Maybe start writing a list of, well, the Lord allowed me to go this place, this place, yeah. and that, that that place. You know, the Lord has blessed me with amazing parents. The Lord has blessed me with amazing friends in yeah. this season. And it's so easy to fix our eyes on things that we aren't thankful for or the things that we could have that we don't. Mm-hmm. And abounding in thankfulness to our heavenly father is such an amazing just it really brings our hearts at peace and at rest Mm. and so i think that's something that we can all do better i can do better at it you know because we think oh my gosh this is so annoying or this is that this that and the other but all comes down to self you know we're fixing our eyes on ourselves and what we want instead of what god wants in our life and so we just need to look to him. Yeah. 
And that brings us to like our last point for being like our practical application, which is to be committed to the Lord. It's like that verse says, like, be content with such things as you have for he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. It's like, if we're committed to God, like he's never going to leave us, he's never going to forsake us. Mm -hmm. So as we stay committed to the Lord and committed to following him, that contentment will grow out of that. Like it is something we need to learn, but it is like choosing to follow the Lord and choosing all those things will help grow it naturally and not artificially, but when we're choosing to learn, it's a little different than just the natural learning that sometimes happens. It's something that you practice. Yes. We could make a slogan, be committed and submitted to the Lord. Oh, that's not bad. New sticker, question mark? Oh, that would be a great sticker. (laughs) That'd be a really good sticker. Well, because once you commit to what God's will is for your life, then you you can submit to his will. Yeah. Mm, So good. I feel like it's a good note to end on. It really is. So that's what we had to say about being content in this season. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, if you would leave a rating or review on whatever platform you're listening, that would help us so much, especially if it's like five stars. (laughs) Not telling you to do five stars, but also... Mm. Eh. well yeah so we are supported by team missions international they take kids on mission trips if you want to go on a mission trip you can learn more at teammissions.org follow us on instagram at holy.devoted.podcast thanks so much for listening guys